Good evening. Thank you for coming. Uh, continuing in our discussion of we've been trying to figure out what constitutes a break in my meal with a specific emphasis on shinoi makom uh, when I switch locations in the middle of my meal. So we've been going through the introduction of the Mishnah Barura to this uh, Siman of the Shulchan Aruch, and he basically told us that there are three different things that we're going to have to consider. Number one, um, what is considered, what constitutes a Shinoi Makom, what is actually considered a change uh, in location in that it's going to uh, affect things in the middle of my meal, and we discussed how certainly going from one house to another house, we said possibly going from one room to another room within uh, a given house, depending on what my thought process was, and then we said even within the same room, uh, I'm not going to have any problems, right? So even if it's a large room, a wedding hall, something along those lines, I, I'm going from one corner to the other, that's never going to be a problem. The second factor, uh, or the second issue that we're going to have to consider is what types of meals, what types of eating sessions, what types of foods are going to be affected by this Shinoi Makom. And here we introduce, I guess this morning, uh, a machloket between uh, Rav Sheshet and Rav Chista. This is in a Gemara Masech Psachim Adaf Kuf Aleph Amid Bet. According to uh, Rav Sheshet, uh, it makes no difference what type of food you're eating. It doesn't make a difference what type of uh, eating session, what type of meal. makes no difference whatsoever. Once you go from place A to place B to the point where we say that constitutes a shinoi makom, so now you're in trouble, okay? And how that plays out, that'll be factor number three. Well, what actually changes now that there is a shinoi makom in the type of food that is going to be affected? That was the opinion of Rav Sheshet. But we said the opinion of Rav Chista is a little bit different. Rav Chista says it depends on the nature of the food that you're eating. If it's the type of food that requires, uh, or let's say, the opposite. If it's the type of food that does not require the bracha achrona, the concluding bracha to be made in that very same spot, so as soon as you uproot, as soon as you go from place A to place B, in what we would consider shinoi makom, so now your meal has ended and something is going to change. There is going to be some sort of practical consequence to the fact that you have now moved. Uh, so he says that would be something, let's say, uh, fruits. Okay, you don't have to make the bracha, I'm not saying ideally, but uh, you don't have to make the bracha where you ate your food. Uh, so if you uh, picked up and you moved somewhere else, that's considered a shinoi, a shinoi makom, and we'll have to figure out then what you'll have to do. Okay? He says the, same, the example we gave in the Mishabur was fruits, uh, drinks, something along those lines. However, again, all according to the opinion of if I'm eating something which does require the bracha achrona to be made in that spot, so even though I may have moved, uh, we still consider as though your eating session is still going on, right? Because we still require you to go back to, say, the concluding bracha. So to some extent, even though you moved, the eating session still continues. It endures to whatever extent. And if I have in mind that I'm still eating uh, based off of the brachot that I made initially, so maybe that would not be considered a shinomakom. The example he gave there is if uh, I'm eating bread. So bread, uh, if I have to say... Uh, uh, so that has to be done in the actual place itself. So because I'm now not in that initial place and I have to go back there, so maybe it isn't considered a shinoi makom even though I went somewhere else. Uh, but again, we'll have to uh, figure out how all those different things play out. Now, those were the two different opinions that we introduced this morning. Says the Mishnah Bura, So the poskim, now they have to determine, well, which opinion are we going to follow? Are we going to follow the opinion of Rav Sheshet or of Rav Chista? So he says, Harambam visiato. The Rambam and those who support him they follow the opinion of Rav Sheshet, meaning it makes no difference what type of food you're eating. As soon as you move from place A to place B, it's going to be uh, problematic, and there's going to be some sort of practical consequence. Again, one that we've not yet discussed, but God willing, we will, so keep coming back. But that is how the Rambam understands it. You're always going to have to make some sort of new brachot, and we'll have to figure out what those are, if you uh, uproot, doesn't make a difference what you're eating. As we will see, 
This is uh, the reasoning behind the uh, two, first two Seifim that we'll see in the Shulchan Aruch. Again, we'll get there point by point. He says, however, that's the, only the opinion of the Rambam in his following. The Rush, however, they follow the opinion of Rav Chista. And uh, again, they're going to make a distinction between what type of food you were eating and whether or not that will affect the Brachot. This is how the Ramah is going to Paskin. So we're going to find that we have a machlok between not just the Rambam and the Rush, not just between Rav Chista and Rav Shesha, but also between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Again, we'll get to this, God willing, Point by point, we'll see that only at the end of the second Seif. He says, He says, Now all this is talking about in the event that I went ahead and I moved, and now I need to figure out, well, what is the halacha going to be? But but we would tell you, best case scenario, don't move in the middle of your meal, right? If you're a Rav Chista guy, so don't move at all, right? Doesn't make a difference what you're eating. If you're a Rav Shesha guy, don't move for the types of foods that don't require the bracha not to be made in their actual spot. Okay, or, or don't require right? Don't require the bracha to be made in the actual spot. Whatever it is, we would tell you, best case scenario, it's best not to move while you're in the middle of eating. It's better to conclude by saying whatever concluding bracha you need to make, and then going and moving. But again, uh, we'll have to figure out, now we've determined what constitutes uh, a shinoi makom. We've figured out the different opinions in regards to what types of eating sessions are going to be affected. Now we'll have to get to step three. So, okay, if we determine that uh, you know, this is going to be affected by my move, so what does that mean? What do I have to do now? How, how does that play out? Yes, sir? So let's say the opinion that you had that says regardless if you move, you have to say a new bracha, that you had that opinion? Well, if it's the type of move that is considered shinoi makom, right? So right, because we said if you're in the same room, no, let's say we don't care, right? Okay, you're, you're, we, something that constitutes a shinoi makom, yeah. And, and it says no matter what you eat, you have to say a new bracha. That's the opinion of Rav Shesha, right, in the Rambam, yeah. The bracha afrona in that situation, does that say that, like, that if you, you didn't do it where you were, so I know with, like, fruit, etc., like we said, you can maybe do it, maybe, maybe not have a chlima, but you can do it. But what about bread in that situation? According to Rav Sheshed and the Rambam, they would say, once you move, you're, everything is affected, right? It doesn't make a difference with what you're eating. Is it too late to bench at that point? No, no. So we'll have to figure out. That's the step three. So now what happens? We've determined there is a Shinoi Makom. My eating has been affected. So in what way is it affected? You'll have to come back tomorrow morning. Yeah, you'll have to come back. I'm sorry. Or you can read it by yourself, but we don't have uh, all night. Halavai. Halavai. Rabbi Chanan, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi Kasha, Rabbi